0: welcome to politics welcome done right i'm Igberto willis your host good morning houston how are my peeps doing this morning good morning we are going to have a great show for you today are you in your car are you in the phone where are you right now we're going to have a great show anyway folks um lots happening in the world lots happening in the world how are the folks in the control room Senor reynolds and jack van bever how are things going out there
1: well, so far we are upright with the pulse, so I guess we're going to be okay. And the tin cans and string seem to have held together this morning.
2: We're on this side of the dirt Egberto. toe.
0: Well, you know what? Well, if we're most on this of us side are. of the, yeah, most of us are. You know, interestingly, um, just as I was about to get on onto the call—I mean, onto him, not the call—onto the radio, onto the station, I get a fact that an old friend of ours. We kind of expected it, but. Uh, today was his last day with us on earth and um, I don't know how I feel about it as we are getting older you sit down and wonder uh, what what's life all about and then you sit back and you say again you know what we must there is no time on this planet to spend your time hating and and all that kind of stuff let's try a bit better man you know um let, let's no try time to waste. Yeah, no, no time to waste, man. No time to waste. Think about your fellow man. And you know what, um, Howard, uh, Jack, that is one of the things that I th- think I'm um, moving forward with and why I am doing this kind of stuff that I'm doing right now. We are doing this kind of stuff that we're doing because you know what? People matter. And, you know, we, we really have to make sure that those who don't think this kind of a way think people first. That they don't get the upper hand. Anyhow, Jack Van Weber, what is the word of the morning?
2: Well, I was, I was, I've been thinking about uh, you know, women's reproductive rights and the attack on women. Uh, you know, basically it seems like they're they're finding their workarounds for uh, you know, going out of state to a blue state and getting their business taken care of. And I was thinking also about Lonesome Dove and old Augustus McRae and what he might think about this situation. So I wrote a little ditty. (laughs) Augustus McRae is rolling in his grave if he saw how we cut the cards with women today. Well, that's what that rumbling is.
1: (laughs) Somebody rolling over in their grave. (laughs) That wasn't it. I wondered what it was.
0: Well... (laughs) You know, uh, what can I say? Good thoughts, my brother. Good thoughts, good thoughts. Anyhow, we're going to get busy with this program. We have four topics today, uh, but we don't have to go through all four, dependent on what you all who are listeners want to do. Please remember that this is, in fact, a call-in show. The telephone number is 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713 713- 526-5738. Uh, if you want to get to us before we start playing videos, before we start talking, you can call anytime. 713-526-5738. Uh, please remember that you can reach us many ways. Those of you that are listening to us on air right now, kudos to you, 90.1 FM at the dial. You can also download the TuneIn program uh, from your Android or Apple store. And don't download TuneIn and simply uh, go ahead and find KPFT and listen to us on your phone. Alternatively, you can go to our website, kpft.org, kpft.org, and click on that listen button. Or you can watch us. Yes, you can watch us on air One right away. Go to facebook.com slash kpft. Houston, again, that is facebook.com slash K-P-F-T Houston. And of course, if you are a a YouTube fiend or you have your YouTube app on, you can go to politicsdoneright.tv, politicsdoneright.tv, and watch us on YouTube. So, folks, there are a lot of ways to get to us. Uh, By the way, you don't like what you hear. You like what you hear. You love what you hear. You hate what you hear. Give me, drop me a line, kpft at politicsdoneright.com. K-P-F-T at politicsdoneright.com. Of course, again, it's a call-in show. Give us a call. 713-526-5738. Title of the show today, EVs, win, win, win. That means electric vehicles, guys. Uh, SCOTUS rejects fringe theory. SCOTUS is Supreme Court of the United States. Obama calls out the GOP. Why would he do that? And Trump's traitorous tapes. And I think, I think the Trump traitorous tapes, we need to all hear it. So at, in every platform that has audio that I'm on, I make sure that every United States citizen hear what, a, what someone we called president for four years was like behind the scenes. You know, when you think about the United States presidency, you think about seriousness, you think about responsibility, you think about somebody who should really have the weight of the country on their backs. They should be thoughtful. They should be all these things at once. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of a lot of presidents didn't quite come across in person that way. But behind the scenes, one could see that they were thoughtful. I mean, from President from President Carter to President Nixon to 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 all these presidents were serious people. Absent, of course, Reagan and uh, Reagan and uh, Trump. Even even Bush one and Bush two. Behind the scenes, there was a seriousness about them in understanding that the importance of their job. I remember we used to like to the call. Uh, there was a time there was this phrase going around about Bush that said. Texas lost its resident idiot, right? That, not a kind thing to say, but that is how many had thought about George W. Bush, which now, after having a President Trump, uh, he seemed like a genius. I mean, uh, the interesting thing about it, when I talk about the thoughtfulness behind the scenes, he made a lot of fall, I'm talking about George W. Bush now, made a lot of fall pause in public, but I, I never forgot when the right wing went to George W. Bush on two particular issues that gained me respect for the guy that I once never, ever had, right? Number one, when they came to him for yet another tax cut. And you could see where his heart was when he said, when they asked him, they asked him hey, we, we want to give this, this another big tax cut under his second administration. And he started to cuss and then he said, didn't we already give the rich people what they wanted something to that effect? He shouted out, didn't we give them their tax cut already? It was like almost what more do they want? You know, of course he's an elitist, but I mean, the fact that behind the scenes, those words came out and kind of pissed a few people off. And the other thing was during nine 11. And that was, this was early in his administration, which uh, kind of made you give him a second pause and, and The right wing was ready to attack Muslims. They were ready. And and he said, no, 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 no. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do this this stereotypical thing of making 9-11 a Muslim thing. But 9-11, the things of terrorists that happened to be Muslim. I mean, look at what's going on in America right now. We have a lot of terrorists. They happen to be not Muslim. But we have a lot of terrorists in the United States right now. January 6 wasn't the inception, but January six was just the continuation of. Amazing. But anyhow, a study illustrates that EV fleets would save the government billions. The Supreme Court of the United States rejects a fringe theory given omnipotent power to legislators. Legislators in legislatures. Here is the perfect Obama-Trump contrast, and we'll kind of talk about that a bit later. Anyway, folks, do remember, again, it's a call-in show as well, 713-526-5738. I know it's still early. You probably still have, as my daughter would say, that crocodiles in your eyes. You're wiping them out and trying to get it all ready. But anyhow, we are here now, 713-526-5738. I want to start today with the Supreme Court, because I don't know if we realize the bullet that we've dodged. And one of the things that I say all of the time with our mainstream media is we don't make things we don't we don't talk about the important things that we need to talk about. And this is a very big deal. And, you know, in in, in preparing for the show, I wanted I wanted to actually uh, acknowledge articles that actually picked up on that. Most of them, again, that really go into the nitty gritty of this a lot on the uh, progressive sites. One, Common Dreams, had an article titled in Very Big Deal for the Survival of Our Democracy. scotos Rejects Fringe Legal Theory. And what was most amazing about this was that most of those courts, those judges appointed by Trump actually came out on the right side well, I don't shouldn't say right side, on the correct side of history. Anyway, democracy defenders across the United States on Tuesday breathed a collective sigh of relief after half of the U.S. Supreme Court's right-wing supermajority joined with three liberal justices to reject a dangerous legal theory that could dramatically impact federal elections. The Supreme Court took an important and crucial step today, yesterday that is, in protecting our system of checks and balances, said Hillary Harris-Klein, Senior Counsel for Voting Rights at Southern Coalition for Social Justice. Today's decision will ensure that voters will continue to have the full protection of the state's constitution against harmful and anti-democratic voter suppression and election manipulation. Oral arguments for Moore versus Harper in December had some campaigners worried that at least five justices would embrace the independent state legislature theory. R- remember that, ISLT, the independent state legislature theory, whose proponents claim the U.S. Constitution only empowers state legislators to regulate federal elections without checks from state constitutions, courts, or governors. However, in the case which stemmed from a fight over North Carolina's congressional map, Chief Justice John Roberts, fellow conservatives Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh, and liberals Elena Kagan, Katanji Brown-Jackson, and Sonia Sotomayor, rejected the ISLT, right-wing Justices Samuel Alito, Alito, Clarence Thomas and Neil Gorsuch dissented. I want you guys to understand what this means before we get further into this article. I need you to understand what this means. this This particular theory said the following: based on what the Constitution said, that it's the legislators in the states who govern, uh, who create the the rules for how federal elections would occur in that particular state. They want that, they want that to be interpreted to say the following. All right. We legislator, irrespective of the governor, irrespective of the judiciary, meaning your Supreme court will decide however we want to run elections in our state. And If we decide that we are going to do something unconstitutional for our state, so be it. And that was the rule that Donald Trump needed to effect a soft coup. The soft coup would have been effected if and only if these particular legislators, like they attempted to do in Pennsylvania, Arizona, and a few other states, would vote against what the people in their state asked for voted for and said well the constitution gave the legislators all the rights to decide what we are going to do about our federal elections and then of course that means it enabled them to send what again whatever whatever electors they wanted they could say we are not going to accept this particular slate of electors who are supporting in this case Biden. We're going to send this set of electors who elected uh Donald Trump well, not who decided that they are going to support Donald Trump when the votes when the electoral votes are counted at the electoral college. That is what they wanted to allow and you know what when the soft coup was put down, that soft coup by the different state supreme courts. In other words, now you got to follow the rules. They, you know, remember they tried fifty different times to not only claim there was fraudulent votes, but all kinds of things they wanted to claim. They put it down, but they had the gall to take it to the Supreme Court. And since this is a Supreme Court assigned by Donald Trump, they figured they could get a win there. And what that win was going to do, and I, I want folks to notice and I, and realize this in detail while we are out here fighting about uh you know the policy that's going to happen here and all of that they were only interested in making sure that in these red states and in these swing states they were able to control those legislators in those legislatures again because then your vote would not have mattered and if the vote was close in wisconsin if the vote was close in Pennsylvania, if the vote was close in PA and Georgia, because they have Republican, well, not PA and, uh, anymore, legislators, they could then simply elect whomever they want, irrespective of the popular vote. I mean, the way our system is designed right now, it's bad enough. There's There are huge co- constitutional flaws right now, but we could probably... Some people would probably call it constitutional uh, features to ensure that a plutocracy plutocracy can reign. But I call it a constitutional flaw. Many consider it constitutional flaws. Two senators per state. Wow. California has the same amount of senators as, as Montana. Completely, completely undemocratic. You can't talk about... You can't tell other countries about their democracies when you have a Senate not based on the people the, the amount of people that, that that's here in a country you cannot go ahead and preach democracy to the rest of the world if you have this flaw you cannot preach democracy to the rest of the world if you have a winner by three million votes as Hillary Clinton won the popular vote in the election and somehow you can get an electoral college that says uh-uh. The minority, the, this, the the people who didn't uh, support the person with the most votes, go to go will be the president. You cannot go and preach to the rest of the world about democracy if that occurs and that exists in your country. You cannot preach democracy if Joe Biden, who had a seven point one million vote advantage, that twenty one thousand votes in. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, uh, uh, Georgia, and Arizona. Actually, we don't even need to include Pennsylvania in there, but Georgia, Arizona, and Wisconsin would have flipped, would have flipped the country to the charlatan that is Donald Trump. You cannot talk about democracy You know, uh, you have to live your words. Your words have to mean something. And until we correct these mistakes in our Constitution, until we make it clear in our Constitution that people reign, we were lucky for several decades. We were lucky until George W. Bush got elected in 2000. And we were lucky until Donald Trump got elected in 2016. But what Republicans have been trying to do with again that remember the word that I said, the ISLT, the independent state legislature theory, trying every manner possible, every manner possible to have minority rule. That is what they're doing. You know, a few actually a couple of a few years ago, I mentioned that if you notice the the, the Republicans have a They're obsessed with courts. When they get into power, they attempt to get all these judges stacked. They attempt to get Supreme Court judges and all these judges into place. And the reason has always been minority rule. They understand that the policies that they support, they understand that the policies that they support for the plutocracy, for the rich, eventually Americans would wake up. Eventually, Americans would say, why the hell am I working so hard for so little? Why the hell am I working hard as those executives get all the profits? Why the hell am I working? So we are going to elect people that right the ship, that change things around. We are going to do the right thing by the American people. They understand that. But what are they going to do about it? to the judiciary. The judiciary is the only undemocratic portion of our institution that can become democratic, that, that can do democratic things. Julia, let's get let's hear from one of our callers. Julia, come on in. Okay. Julia, you're, you're on. I
3: comment? Yes. Can I make my comment now?
0: Yes, yes, Julia. Make your comment. Okay.
3: okay. My comment is that the Republicans have not won the popular vote in the last, what, four or five elections? Yes. Uh, if, the, if she was on the other foot, uh, but now the Electoral College would have been abolished. If they knew that the Democrats couldn't win the popular vote, they would have abolished the Electoral College. And the Democrats are low, little bit too slow, too nice. They don't, they don't know the enemy like the Republicans know them. That's all I have to say. Thank I you. don't
0: oh, hold on, hold on, Julia. I want you to yes, hear, hear something I else like before you Here, here's here's a, a an important answer for that. Uh the problem isn't that it's isn't with the rank and file Democrats. The problem is what we call uh-huh. the generic the, the generic Democrats. They know what they're doing. They are themselves soft Republicans. Okay? In other words, yes. there are there are a group of Democrats that hold the line for Republican uh, misdeeds and those are the ones that 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 continue to support the filibuster. those are the ones like Senator Mansion and Senator cinema and by the way, there are about ten others that wear sheep clothing as well, but they don't allow things like uh, the Medicare expansion uh, bills to come up they are rather the the, the medic the Medicare for all bills to come up in Congress they don't allow. Things for uh, that that really support the middle class America, but they are there talking and playing a g- big game and using folks like cinema and mansion as a shield for their own misdeeds. So you're absolutely right. If things were different, they couldn't change the Electoral College because that is written into the Constitution. Uh, but what they would have done is they would have made sure that certain types of gerrymandering were mitigated, which would make a lot of the Electoral College shenanigans moot. Anything else, Julia? Yeah.
3: Everything you say is true. Hello? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Because uh, everything you say is true, but the other Democrats cuddle them. They cuddle Manchin. They cuddle, you know, why do we need him? They, they should have worked somewhere else. They keep telling themselves somewhere else to win. How do they know that in uh, his state? They cuddle these people. They, they tiptoe around them. And so that's part of the problem, too.
0: When right, well... Yeah. There,
3: I'm sorry.
0: I, I, I stepped on top of you. I'm sorry about that. But uh, you said, why do they coddle them? They coddle them because they serve a purpose, Julia. They actually work for the money as well. If you take a look at Lieberman, who was singularly responsible for removing the public option from the, Medicaid, from the, uh, from the Affordable Care Act, they were owned by the corporatocracy. And again, and again, other, they were supported by other Democrats. They gave them legs. Anything else, Julia, before we continue? No,
3: thank you so much. And I really enjoy your show. Thank
0: you. Thank you so kindly, Julia. You have a wonderful day, folks. The telephone number is 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. If you're just coming on, we are recapping the great decision and shocking decision by the Supreme Court, we didn't expect such a favorable decision in this part on this particular issue by the Supreme Court. I think let, let me tell you what I'm thinking, people. I'm thinking the following. I'm thinking that the Supreme Court has been under such attack with their with their fraud and their corruption, meaning Alito getting stuff uh, uh, getting stuff from billionaires Clarence Thomas getting stuff from billionaires Now we find out about real estate Deals with uh, Barry C- Barrett. Uh, I mean I-, I think They're starting to say we better not hurt The middle class much more Or we may get the revolt that we That we fear on the Supreme Court Well I, I, I tell you what We can't hold back those four Additional Supreme Court and Ed Markey's New bill needs to go Through the four Justices that Ed Markey says we need to add to the Supreme Court, that must go through when the House is won back by Democrats in 2024. And notice I said when, because as it turns out, the only thing it's existential for or it's existential for the United States of America is for us to fix the Supreme Court and to ensure that we get a democratic. Congress. That is not up for debate as far as whether it's good for us or not. We have to understand that democracy right now is at risk. Uh, when you see a lot of rep- uh, past Republicans, even some that remain Republicans, when you see them come out and say, you know what, we have to save our democracy. Obama, I have a, a little snippet here from Obama where he talks about uh, at this point in our existence. We have a undemocratic faction. Let's go to Jeff. Come on in, Jeff, uh, as we fix the other one. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing this morning?
4: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Great. Talk to me, Jeff.
4: Hey, uh, I I listen to your show all the time. Uh, I'm pretty right, but I like to get a different opinion. Yes, sir. And, uh, different viewpoints. But I have to disagree with you on the uh, Senate thing you talked about Saying that, you know, it was unfair that, you know, everybody gets just two senators for each state. Okay. Tell me why you disagree, sir. Well, think about it. I mean, you got California, you got New York, and you got all those big cities. And they have a a large population. And, um, And then you have the smaller states, Iowa, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. And if we had more senators, those big states would overrule. It would, you know, they they could control the whole United States pretty much with those big states, and it'd be left left these people out on how the government should run.
0: Do you agree or not agree? Um, First of all, you are one hundred percent correct that uh the the policies of those people in California and New York and Michigan and Florida and Texas would have a lot more weight because you have uh, they'll, they qualify for more centers, but I'm sure that you don't believe that a thousand people if a thousand people think one way while a million people think another way, that we sh- should simply coalesce to the thousand, do you?
4: Well, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in states' rights. I think a lot of the problems nowadays is states' rights. I think the state, the government was originally established to um, oversee certain items, treaties, and it's, it's just gotten way too big, the federal government. I think everything should be back to the states, that's
0: my okay. opinion. All right, and you know what? And and your opinion is valid. That's a valid opinion to say you want to put everything back to the states. But let let's give a few things here and I I would like to engage you and ask you these questions honestly, right? Uh right now okay. there are, there are a lot of, of red states and blue states, okay? Uh, they're about clo- close to being equal about 24 to 26 24 versus 26, I believe, if I if I got my count correct. But there's a there are a lot more people in blue states than there are people in red states. Now here's the other issue. The other issue is while you're saying you, you believe in state rights and you know states should get the right to do things the way they do, which they pretty much do right now, but we are a federal system, and in this federal system, these particular red states really depend on. On what blue states have given to the federal government? We look at Alabama, Mississippi, and all these other states. They are states that depend on the servicing from the federal government. In other words, their low tax policies is not sustainable because we are the red. The blue states are sustaining the red states because they have these low tax policies, and we can go from uh, when we come to things like um, the states. You know, uh, uh, state right says okay, if I want to have certain policies, I have it. You look at red states, teenage, uh, you know, uh, things like uh, uh, divorce rates are much higher. Uh, murders are much higher. Uh, all these things are much higher. And you, you, it's good. They want it that way, right? But at the same time, you're asking, you're asking to say you want to have preeminent, I'm, I'm not talking you, sir. I'm talking about, you know, the, the, the theory, the, the red state theory. You want to have... You want to have that power to tell folks uh, we want to have more power than our numbers indicate when when in you in these particular states, just about every particular social issue and every particular economic issue is worse than in blue states. So you're asking I mean, not you, but red states are asking for more power for having worse outcomes on just about every issue. And if you can tell me a particular issue that you think I am wrong at, please do.
4: Well, what about, let's look at the murder rates going on in the, yes, and sir. those are mainly in blue states, yes. blue, city, blue major cities. And Houston
0: is unfortunately a, a blue city now.
4: And, okay. Uh, you know, can I answer that?
0: that? Let me answer that. Because the, the one thing I love, uh, first of all, I want to thank, thank you again, Jeff, for calling. You're a right-wing guy and you're calling into a show like this. That, that is what we have to start doing, communicating among each other with truths, right? So thank you for being here, first of all. Now, secondly, uh, the murder rate in big cities all over, whether red states or blue states, or red blue cities, or I mean, are red red cities in that are really red in red states, the murder rate is higher. And and the issue really isn't red state blue states. There, right? It's economic conditions that causes these particular issues, right? Uh, the idea that New York is dangerous is not true, right? It's something that people like to say, but New York is safer than Oklahoma exactly. City. Yeah, New York's okay. And, and, and Chicago, by the way, Chicago is safer than also Oklahoma City. So what I'm saying is you don't hear that if you're watching, let's say, a Fox News or something like that, because they don't care about the numbers. They care about the sensationalism, right? And Chicago is a big media market. Uh, New York is like a both, big right. media market. Houston is a big media market. So crimes are accentuated there. But if you go to Brenham, Texas, we're per- Capita crime may be higher than Houston. You won't see it because Brenham is a low, in, uh, a low media area while here in Houston. I'm, I'm just using Brenham as an example. I don't have the rates for Brenham, but I'm just using it as an example. Uh, but, you know, it, it's about media markets and what people show. So what I'm trying to say, brother, is the following. We have to sit when we are talking these issues. You can believe in state rights. You have that right. And I think states have that right to have certain things as state rights. But at the same time, I think if you want that, what do they say? If you want that responsibility, then don't ask to have the power to bring somebody else to the state where you're at, is all I'm saying. Go ahead, uh, please, Jeff.
4: Okay. Well, I I, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, But, you know, basically, America was... Uh, it's not a democracy it's a republic exactly else. you
0: know and that republic is you know the state's rights. the united no states no no here's what a no no republic really means and, and that is where it, it you know when it it it, it 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 upsets me that fox news oan and these other channels mislead their the people who have trust in them because it misleads it republic means representative democracy what it means is that you don't directly do certain things with your vote. You elect others a repub uh, you re- 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 elect others to represent you, right? And that's what we do. The problem that I have personally again is that this representative republic has flaws that make it non-representative. That North Carolina has a supermajority of Republicans in the House of Representatives when it's a 50-50 split between Democrats and Republicans, It's unfair and it's not representative. You don't hear a lot of people in red states complaining about that, that Wisconsin have a super majority of Democrats when there are more Democrats, I mean of Republicans, when there are more Democrats than Republicans in Wisconsin. It's not fair and it's not a democracy. And we, in my opinion, and we cannot preach democracy to the rest of the world when we don't have democracy in the United States and as you, and not even a republic in the United States. Go ahead, Jeff, before I go to the next caller. Food for thought. Thank you. Thank you so kindly for calling in, Jeff. All right, let's go ahead and go to Johnny. Come on in, Johnny. You're hot, Johnny. Johnny, I can't hear you. Maybe I see there are two Johnnies online. Maybe there is some issue with one of them, maybe. all right uh hmm that's interesting uh anyway let's let's continue until i can get uh to hear to actually hear johnny's words but right now we can't Roberto,
1: hear we're going to go to john instead okay. Johnny all must right. have gotten disconnected somewhere along the way and okay. that does happen so let's welcome in john
0: come on john how are you doing this morning
1: Well, OK, go ahead with your your points and we'll get uh, Johnny ready to go.
0: Okay, no problem, folks. Uh, A little bit of phone problems every now and then. But anyway, folks, I am so happy to hear. I was so happy to hear from Jeff. And I'd like others to call so that we can have the conversation of these issues, because as you can see, what Jeff said was important. Jeff said food for thought. If I hear any, and and by the way, Jeff gives me things for food to thought, for thought as well. If we can get to the position of all of us listening to the point of view of everybody, I mean, you don't have to agree, but listen to the point of view, then we can see it. Uh, Eric Hayes, the things that I spoke about when it comes to crime, etc., those weren't opinions, those were facts. And if we can just get everybody to say... Here are the facts. How do we build around those particular facts? It doesn't. The, the building around facts don't have to be the same, but at least we have to acknowledge that they are, in fact, facts. Anyway, so we dodged the bullet with the Supreme Court. Very, very important. The, that, in the, uh, that independent, what is it called again? The ISLT. The ISLT got pushed down. Independent state legislature theory got thrown out by the Supreme Court justices. Thank thank our lucky stars for that. All right. But here's the, fur- the further deal, folks. Here's the further deal that we have to go into. It's not over. And why is it not over? Because in as much as these legislators now have to follow their own constitution, Many of these judges in states like Texas and otherwise, they are elected. And they are elected with a certain bias. Good for us that the Supreme Court has been under so much pressure that I think it embarrasses them that they were, would have come out with two voter suppression rules if they had not supported Louis, uh, uh, Alabama and North Carolina in these last two things. But they did. We're happy for that. But two more rulings are coming out of the Supreme Court this week, likely. Whether the Obama, uh, the Obama student loan relief is going to be accepted, number one. And number two, whether, uh, come on, it looks like Johnny's ready. Let's see if we can get Johnny on the air get, get, uh, and see if it'll, it'll work this time. Come on in, Johnny. Let's see if uh, we can get you on air. Are you there? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can first? hear you now. I can hear you now. So I, I guess they fixed the tin cans and strings in the studio. Talk to me, Johnny.
5: I blame it on Republicans. <laughs> By the way, the, the Jeff, Jeff should be concerned about so-called states' rights. He expressed to you that he's a right-winger guy, and I'm guessing he supports the GOP. So he should be reminded, if he's not aware already... That states' rights are under attack, twenty four seven, three sixty five, by his party, his people, his tribe, and one of the ways they're doing it is through an undemocratic, undemocratic mechanism called ALEC, A L E C, American Legislative Campaign Council. And right. by doing that, they make the they they, they, create, they create legislation. These corporate lawyers on the right create legislation that's favorable to big business, and they. Put it down, word for word, and then they pass it on to each state. And within a matter of hours or days, miraculously, uh, mysteriously, a whole bunch of right-wing run states have the same laws being passed. How you that know, happening?
0: Johnny, I am so glad you brought up Alec. We've been fighting Alec. Uh, I've been in several organizations. moved to amend. Uh, Uh, Coffee Party USA, uh, Blue Blue State. We've been trying to fight ALEC for decades, well, for a long time right now. And it's important for people, the American Legislation Economic Council, these guys are corporate guys. That write the legislation and just give it to a, a legislator, the sponsor. and that's why you'll see laws in Oklahoma, Texas, Florida, and all these other states look identical because there is this group of executives and uh, executives that that write laws for the states and all of them adopt them. It, it's a mess. It is one of the reasons why we say democracy must come back. But I want to give Jeff kudos uh, Johnny I, I, because if we are going to make change, Johnny. We are going to get, have to get people on board and we are going to have to reach to the hearts and minds of people. And the way Jeff ended our conversation, our very civil conversation, he said, food for thought. You and I believe that people should be doing critical thinking. You and I also believe that Republicans in general, uh, they want to ensure that people don't think critically. And in so doing... Uh, In having a Jeff call into a progressive show like this and leave not cursing, but leave saying food for thought, I think we, notice what I said, we, all of us, including Jeff, we're accomplishing that mission. Go ahead, Johnny.
5: Yeah, people like Jeff have to come on our side and help us. We can't do this by ourselves. He is the only one. He and his fellow Republican uh, private citizen voters who vote for GOP, they need to hold the Republican Party into account. That's one of the ways that we have to act along with other things, along with mass protests, boycotting certain companies that, that uh, exhibit hostile policies towards their employees, their customers, clients, and all that kind of thing. Uh, right now in the state of Texas, it's... Okay, for companies, private uh, businesses to do whatever they want and they can do it legally and not be challenged. If you want to challenge them in court, guess what? You have to pay for for the uh, court fees, lawyer's fees if you lose.
0: Right. It's
5: ridiculous what's happening right now. Florida is trying to do the same thing that we've done. And we have to get rid of these Republican Party politicians, and we have to get rid of these centrist Democrats in the leadership of the Democratic Party. There's so much to be done, and we can't do it alone. We need people like Jeff to wake up and recognize that what's going on is a hollowing out of our Democratic governing structure.
0: Absolutely so. Absolutely so. And, 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 and that's why, I, I, you know, I, I, you, you'd notice on our, you know, we do this show at three o'clock, another version of this show at three o'clock on the Internet. And we have quite a few conservatives in there. And we go through our, our imaginations, etc. But the idea is that is how the change is going to, uh, that is how we start to effect change. And you know what, man, you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Johnny. Thank you so kindly for calling up. Thank you for thank kindly for having those great thoughts. And thank you so kindly for bringing up ALEC, the American Legislation commit Council. Very important body. Look it up, folks. A-L-E-C. It's a dangerous piece okay. of equipment, and we've been fighting it for a long time. Another, thank you, Johnny. Another
5: dangerous, another dangerous. Another dangerous situation we have is when we vote for president. We don't vote him directly. It has to go for that stupid electoral
0: college. Electoral college, right. That's what Julia was talking about when she called in earlier today as well. Thank you very much, Johnny. We talk. Anyway, folks, it's, it's clear we are not going to get to all our four subjects. So do remember to go to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Where we have the entire the entire uh, links to the program that um, that we that you know that we're covering today, very 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 important. Anyhow, so I, to close up this independent, uh, I, I know it says ISLT, but you know I always forget independent state legislature theory. Uh, to to close this this subject out, I, I I want you guys to know that you have to keep the pressure on locally. We had issues with the pressure with uh, right here in the state of um, right here in the state of Texas, because, again, what's going on again? Oh, my God. Uh, These guys are doing it. Alistair is on. Alistair is on the line. Let's go. Alistair, come on in, my dear sis.
6: Hey, brother. Okay, so the first when I the first thing I want to talk about was the whole, you know, blue cities or red cities crime regardless but you know with the right side feeling that blue cities have a higher crime rate than yes any other it's not fully a city problem right because no who has the power over the laws and has the power over the juror you know the police the jurisdictions and all of that so you can't go pointing fingers at city it it, you know with with the guy that called earlier you can't point your finger at the cities and say it's a city problem well if the city would be allowed to do their job and protect and serve the way that particular city sees fit without having overreach from the state government I bet your money that the cities would be safer.
0: Uh, look, absolutely. So, you know, uh, there, there's another thing that isn't mentioned, Alistair, that I think is very important, right? If you have a city of three point something million people, like the, the Houston metropolitan area, right? And, um, and and you get 500 killings, that sounds like a lot. But then if you have a city, and I, I'm using this just off the cuff because I lived in Brenham, Texas, right? Yeah. If you go to a place like Brenham, Texas, uh, where five people get killed, right? Uh, that that is, the, the number is small, but the per capita is it's huge, and that's what folks are realizing in red yeah. states now. Go ahead. Exactly. No. Exactly.
6: If you look at things at a per capita instance, that that really provides a more accurate count, so to speak. Now, right. another thing you did address. Um, one of the p- persons in our chat on YouTube was discussing, you know, um, inability to vote, voter suppression, and running out of paper ballots in Harris County, and things like that. That was very minor in the grand scheme of voter exactly. suppression. Exactly, and I know for a fact because I have volunteered to be a part of elections and I know for a fact that it's more like locations in certain areas are shut down because they don't want people from that
0: area to vote. Right. You know, it, it it's a known like thing, now, Alistair. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean so I mean I, I am glad that that
6: in you that, picked up and saying oh in old,
0: old to another location,
6: which was thank done.
0: Exactly, exactly.
7: So,
0: so. Well, look, Alistair, thank you so kindly for calling in with with uh, with some inf- that important commentary. Um, uh, it is something that we we need folks to hear because too often, yeah. too often, what we get is uh, people misled. And again, like one of the reasons I say all of the times, Alistair, you don't see me getting mad or, or, or whatever with the opposition. And you see how we deal with it in, in, uh, in on our three o'clock program in the chat room, et cetera, um, is that yeah. we have to understand that you have to build trust with people first. And, and I, I don't have a problem spending the time we and the effort the necessary to build that trust. In
6: if you, yeah. In order for effective communication, it, you have to, yeah, you got to be civil with one another. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Now, I, you know, I, I want to play a piece uh, with Red State, but anyway, Alistair, thank you so kindly. I want I, I got a piece here to play. Uh, and it's, it's, it's yeah. not a, it's not a part of the show, but it's because of Jeff and I just want, want to, uh, something that uh, Tice uh, spoke about and I want to put that on. So I'm going to play that and, uh, let folks hear this. Uh, you may hear a little reverb in the oh. in the background, but here we go. Folks, listen. To, I, I want you to listen to this uh, because it's an important statement. Check, check this out. Let me start it over.
2: How about staying married? How about that? You know the state with the lowest divorce rate? I
1: mean, it's By far the lowest divorce rate. You know the highest divorce rate is in the book. Something like eight out of the ten highest divorce rate states. Yeah, while Agberto is starting over his
0: video, Alister, Alistair, you want you to hang on? Well, like she's already gone. Uh Johnny oh, not oh, Johnny Okay, no, I, that that was my fault. That that was my fault. I guess uh, there's something I, I tried to play it from the internet, but it didn't work. But let's go ahead and go to Jose. <clears throat> Jose you're on. Hello. Yes, you're here, Jose.
7: Yes, sir. I was just wanting to comment on that guy, Jeff. And
0: yes, you? sir. Yes.
7: Talking about crime. Uh, uh New York City is safe? Are you, you have your head buried in the sand?
0: Have you no ever
7: sir heard of the subway system in New York? Uh, Say that again. Come on, man. That's one of the most dangerous places in the world.
0: Uh, why would you say that, sir?
7: And, uh, have you been on the subway where they're pushing people on the on the railroad tracks? The guy got choked out the other day for yes. Crossing women, uh, people are getting raped, robbed. Y- I mean, look at the videos. Look it up. Uh,
0: okay, Jose. Let me, let, Jose.
7: Let's, let's go straight to. Let's go to back to Brenham. Yeah. Because I know Brenham, you know Brenham. My mother was born and raised in Brenham, so...
0: And I went to Blinn College in Brenham for one year, yes.
7: So did I. I went for two years. And uh, Brenham is safe because if you go up there and you act up, the police will put you in jail. hmm And Alistair, you need to get your head out of the sand if you think Houston is safe. Egberto, you think Houston is safe. I pray for you, because Jose. Jose, dangerous city in the nation. Okay, Jose. Jose,
0: don't hang up. I want you to. I want to engage you. Do not hang up. Here's the deal. All right. Um, It is easy when things are placed on TV to get an impression of how things are not. The fact of the matter is, New York City is a lot safer than Oklahoma City. That you know, these are, th- there are certain things that are not up for debate. The number says it all, right? If you go ahead and you look at the crime, what crimes are occurring in any particular city? These are things that you can document. It is okay. You can see. I can make you believe that Houston is the most dangerous city. This city of three point something million people, with neighborhood after neighborhood after neighborhood after, with thousands of neighborhoods in this city. But when you watch your news in the morning and in the afternoons, every day, let's say there are 10 neighborhoods that something happens in, right? That becomes the reality that most people see. But when you look at the totality of the number, let me look, I could get robbed or I could get killed in Houston tomorrow. I could likewise get robbed and killed in Brenham tomorrow. It has a lot to do with what part of a city you are in. Uh, and and the folks that you hang around, and and that's what it's really like, sir. The fact of the matter is, if you see somebody at a station at a bank that got robbed out of the hundreds of thousands of locations they can get money in in the city, it's no different than one person getting robbed in Brenham over ten years. What I'm trying to say is the following, Jose. It is easy for us to caricature things. It is easy for us to uh, go out there and see the blood and stuff that the news tells you. And then you instantiate that in your head. Alistair doesn't have, Alistair is correct. And what I'm saying is uh, with all due respect, you are in fact incorrect because the number, like I said, I am as an engineer, all I care about are numbers. All I care about are numbers when I'm looking at things and the numbers are the numbers are not debatable. The fact of the matter is, Oklahoma City is, at, is orders of magnitude more dangerous than New York City. And to put it bluntly, San Francisco, you hear on Fox News how bad San Francisco is, really bad, and even San Francisco is safer. Than these, are. So what I'm saying, it, it, there, there are two things we can choose to do, brother Jose, is the following. We can choose to continue with the rhetoric that's not going to change anything in this country, that won't make things better. Or we can say, oh, I guess the people that I trusted with this information, I should not have trusted. I'm telling you, I, am going, I should be able to earn your trust because I have the numbers on my side. You can You can say it as you please, my dear brother, but the fact of the matter is, On this issue, because it's dealing with numbers and not hyperbole, I am right. Go ahead, Jose, and then we got to go to TAG.
7: Well, black-on-black black crime is what the crime has been.
0: There is no difference between black-on-black black crime or white-on-white white crime. You see, these are, these are things that are thrown into the ethos by the right, which bears no, no reality. Black-on-black black crime is at 90-something percent. White-on-white white crime is at 90 percent. They are functionally equal because people effect crimes in the places they are. And that is what occurred and again, if we want to get intelligent, if we want to actually That's not just great, great. not just go ahead and spend our time listening to fallacies, and we really want to make a difference, let's learn the truth. That's all I'm saying, Jose. anything else before I run to tag?
7: Yes, the root of that problem is fatherless homes Home.
0: again there, the, again, like I, I repeat again uh, Jose no. th- those are tropes again. There is no difference between the the crime rate when normalized for poverty, jobs, et cetera, and when normalized for who, and not only that, and people who kill each other are generally people who are around each other. It doesn't have, look, the fatherless child, all of that is in every community. Yes, it is larger for historical reasons in the black community. But again. Let's get the numbers right and stop allowing things to be racialized. Let's jump to tag now because I want to get tag a few time, a few moments to speak. Go ahead, tag.
5: Yes, I think I
7: heard Richard Haas say this yesterday. That's always very prolific. When the when the original thirteen states were formed, there were three million people. Yes, and now there's a hundred times that, uh, 350 right. million people, and and the, the founders had a big argument about states' rights versus a federal strong federal government. They decided it would be best to have a strong federal government, and the reason being is because if you don't have a strong federal government trying to keep 50 states together and 330 million people would be trying to, like trying to hurt
0: cats, which we got to let you go Uh, tag. You're absolutely right, but I got to get you go because we are right here on the number. Thank you so kindly for calling in. You have a great day. Okay. I'm going to be closing up here, but want to hear a quick thought from Howard Reynolds and just 15 seconds each Howard Reynolds and Senor van Weber.
1: Well, it's going to be another great day here at the radio station. Uh, We have, uh, Susan coming up with uh, border radio at nine 30 and Jack has something to say here. So th- we'll throw it to him
2: real uh, quick. I Jack, you, I just wanted to tell, uh, you know, Bart, you know, sorry, sorry. We hung up on you. call back each time. Each call is important here. We want to get you on the air, but I'm still Absol- doing a few things and, and I mess up sometimes. So
0: please, you're doing a great oh. job. Jack Van Weber, thank you for being there every morning. Thank you so kindly. Same person, Howard Reynolds. My name is Egberto Willis. I want to thank all the audience. I want to thank all the callers. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. You guys know I in this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc.,